0: It's time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar.
1: It's time to light them up.
0: Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have co-host Bryant Falconer in the studio. How you doing today, Brian? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. How's your week been, man? Hey, man, it was,
1: it was a long week. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a long week. You know
0: what? It's been a long week on my side, too. <sighs> work was, like, super busy, but it was also good. Yeah. It's like, even though people are locked up at home and you feel confiscated, you know, just things aren't normal. Yeah. Even though it was busy at work, it was kind of refreshing that I was so busy.
1: I can understand that cuz working from home it was different mindsets about stuff. But the biggest thing for us this week was you know the governor's decision. What was it going to be his decision? Right. What was going to be his decision and us preparing for that decision and not just for the public but for my employees also because right. they're going to be in contact with people and Jesus oh, we know how people are. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah it's just a different mindset but it was long it was uneventful though <laughs> so
0: with what the governor's doing mm-hmm. are you guys opening back up not yet nope. so it's still closed
1: yeah my offices are all the all 16 offices throughout the state are still closed because we have to prepare for the public to come in uh it's still there's still things that are in order you still have to be six feet apart not just uh public but the workers have to be six feet apart. Oh yeah! So we have to set up the uh, plexiglass shields, certain things to protect them from each other and from the. the hey, public I, w- I want to say something about What's that?
0: that. Like when when I go to different re- not restaurants, but I guess drive-throughs uh-huh. or businesses that have put up the plexiglass, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. I like that. Don't ever take Don't that down. Ever. Take That's that a great down. Yes. idea.
1: You see, I come from a place where we have glass up for everything. You can't go to yeah. A, yeah. You can't go to a gas station without bulletproof Dude. between. You.
0: Let me tell you something. Back probably twenty twenty years ago, twenty five uh-huh. years ago, I traveled a lot with the business I was working for, and we went down to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, oh, Yes,
1: the same way.
0: And I went through a drive-through Wendy's. And it was like I was pulled up to a bank window Tell the truth. because they had bulletproof glass yes. and a drawer that slides on? out. And I was like, you know, being from Texas, I was like, what, what? is hey, this? That's normal. For and then, I'm you wrong. know what I
1: thought? But
0: I must be in a bad
1: part of town. <laughs> but you know what? It was like that everywhere. Yeah, because you have to prepare for it. You know, coming from East St. Louis, St. Louis, you know. You go into any convenience store, everything is glass. It's, you work with a drawer or the spinning or the spinning window.
0: Oh, the I've never seen win- the spinning oh, window. bro, It
1: spins, you put your money in there. They it's got it got the back. lazy Susan. Yeah. They spin back and they take the money, put your stuff in there and spin it back to you. That's, that's just normal for me. So when I got to Texas and everything was open, I was like, <laughs> okay, wherever, you know, you know why everything's open? Why is that?
0: Because whoever's working, Behind the counter, yeah. they have a pistol. Yeah, everybody has. One. <laughs> it's like,
1: you may rob me, but you're probably going to get shot on the way out. <laughs> you won't make it out of here. But yeah, it's just, you know, pre- preparation. You know, that's, that's the beauty of pre- being proactive because you already ha- have contingencies in place for these things. Well, you to know, come I, up.
0: you think about this though. Uh-huh. I told you I was in Memphis at least. 25 years ago not 2020 they had it back then we had
1: it back then i I, i've never known going somewhere without it being bulletproof and see i
0: being that i had been in texas my whole life before i moved to st louis Uh i was like wow what 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 is this
1: (laughs) and then at night at the convenience stores and gas stations you don't enter the store that blew my mind here too you know at soon as it gets dark they lock the doors and you come up to the window and you do all your transactions from the window where you're standing outside and they run throughout the store to pick up stuff yeah i, <laughs> I, I was
0: gonna say i have been out of state before when i was traveling uh-huh. and got my gas and then went up to pay and i was like hey can i get a soda and the person yeah. goes and gets me my soda <laughs> <It> comes back <laughs> i was like what the hell yep it's just i'm, I'm just used
1: to it like, yeah that's just something i'm used yeah, to yeah well i mean if you've never seen otherwise you're yeah, so like that's normal it was a epiphany when i got to texas i was like wow man this is wow and then me being a cop looking at things differently when i got to, t- to texas because the openness you know because everybody has a weapon right <laughs> so and then when i realized that i said oh, oh yeah you can be that way so
0: yeah in texas if you move here and you don't have a gun, oh, you, Texas issues you yeah. one. <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs>
1: it seems that way.
0: So, hey, well, let's get to the stick. Yes, sir. The stick. So, the stick.
1: Here's where do the we guy- get this stick from?
0: That's now. what I want to tell yeah. everybody. So. I don't know, uh, we, we have several people that signed up, and so we're doing something cool now that you guys can smoke what we're smoking. Yes. And so we partnered up with Renegade Cigar Lounge out of Richardson, Texas, and they are actually putting together the Cigar Talk Show Pack. Say it again. The Cigar Talk Show Pack. <laughs> yes, sir. So here's, here's the way it works, and I, I really like the way we set it up. Because I've done a cigar subscription. You've done one yes. before. And, you know, the, my favorite thing about it is I didn't know what was coming. Yes. And I love the surprise. So here's the thing. We got Brandon Hayes from the Renegade Cigar mm-hmm. Lounge. He owns it. He's also a tobacconist. He also has blended cigars. Yes. Dude knows his tobacco. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We, me and you, aren't selecting the cigars. Nope. We're letting him select the cigars and let me tell you if any of the other packs are like this pack i'm excited <laughs> the
1: Most definitely, because
0: when i opened it up the first thing the first thing i saw was the aladino yes sir and i am a huge fan of the aladino line and the thing about it is i've only smoked two aladinos before And I loved them, but it's hard for me to find them. Yeah, I understand. So when I opened that pack up and I saw the Aladino, I was like, dude knows my heart. Dude knows my heart. When I
1: got here and the first one you said we were going to smoke was the Aladino. Yeah, and I went back and
0: forth on that because I was like, do I want to smoke the one I'm most excited about now Uh or do I want to save it to the end of the month? And, of course, you know me. You don't wait on I can't anything. wait for yeah. nothing. I'm yeah. like, I'm smoking the Aladino. Yeah, so yeah. we're smoking the Aladino today. Tell them what you're thinking
1: about Man, it. Man, this is the first time I've smoked an Aladino, and I am amazed. This thing, I mean, from you and this saw is, me and with- just so everybody knows, this is the Maduro Robusto. Robusto, yes.
0: And dude, look at the ash on that.
1: Bruh, you told me to tap this ash, and it was the, It was actually, the first third was the ash. And I tapped it, and it just sat there and looked right. at me like, "Cause what?
0: that construction." <laughs> it just looked at me like, Dude, "What?" <laughs> when I did
1: the cold
0: draw, yeah, I was like, "It has the perfect amount of tension." Yes, where you're not sucking through a straw, Mm-mm.
1: nor you're are not you trying sucking to-
0: through a, a garden hose. Yeah. and I was just like, "Holy crap, man!" I had forgotten how much I love the Aladino. So I'm excited that we're doing this. And so, if you guys are interested in smoking what we're smoking, yes. you can go by the website, click on the link that says Show Pack, go over there and order your subscription. It's thirty four ninety five a month. And that includes that shipping. That includes shipping. Yes. So you're getting four badass cigars. And if you look at what we got... I mean, we got a My Fathers, we got a Caldwell, we got a Warp. But the Aladino was the one that really caught my eye. And everybody knows I'm a big fan of Caldwell as well. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of Warped and My Fathers, too. So (laughs) Brandon knocked it out of the park. just want to say thank you for that. And if you guys want to go by and see what uh, Renegade has, they actually do have a website for their shop. It's a brick and mortar. You can go by there. They carry a lot of Unique sticks that you can't find at other places. And that's one of the reasons we partnered up with them because he loves coming out with like sticks that are hard to find.
1: Yeah, it gives you that adventure. Yeah, exactly. Adventure.
0: And I can't wait. And we haven't discussed it yet, but he has blended his own rock and roll Hall of Fame line. Okay. You know, it's got the uh, Kurt Cobain cigar. Uh-huh. It's got the, I want to say uh, Janice Joplin maybe. And okay. then there's another one that I love. It's called the Hendrix. Mm. Dude, that stick... (laughs) And I think it's like a six by 46. It reminds you. Oh, <laughs> you know, I love that steak. But anyway, I, I'm sure I'm going to have to talk to him and say, Hey, man, we're going to have to throw some of those in yeah. the box. But anyway, go by, check out Renegade. Go by our link. If you want to smoke what we smoke, uh, it's 35 bucks a month and that includes shipping and you're going to get four great sticks. And we're going to throw in cigar talk yes. stickers in every box. Yeah. And then after three months of subscription, you'll be getting one of the coveted. Cigar Coming. talk poker Coming. chips. Yes. And then after 12 months, if you've been with us for 12 months, we're going to send you a metal medallion challenge coin with the cigar talk logo on it so you know it's kind of like with the rare. military yeah
1: that's going to be rare you, you got to earn yeah.
0: it. you got to earn it yeah, it's, it's you not you know it. we're not just sending them out to everybody yeah. so you got to earn that and i've got a lot of questions about it and i've been working with a guy right now already starting to design it okay. we're going to make it badass Got gotcha.
1: gotcha
0: so anyway that to be said let's talk about this aladino for a minute it's the maduro robusto dude
1: Broke the construction spot on wow. I toasted it and you looked like, yeah, dude, that yeah. The aroma from that toasted, man. I was like, bruh, yeah, what is this? And I'm this?
0: like five feet away and I'm like, <laughs> dude, that smells good. Bruh, what is
1: this? And then my first draw from it, I was like, oh my God, that cedar hit me immediately. Right. And then the, I, I couldn't tell. I was like, man, is this chocolate or cocoa and then you could tell it's cocoa right and i was like oh man and through that first third it was it was the chocolate and the i mean the cocoa and the cedar fighting each other but it was perfect i hit that second third and that pepper hit me i was like oh my god yes and yes you, how about the
0: retro hell oh, dude when i did the pepper, retro hell that pepper really notched up and i'm gonna tell you well we'll talk about a little bit more as we get more into the cigar Anyway, hey, let's jump over to McAuliffe right quick. We're so thankful to have those guys as our sponsors. I mean, I've said this before. I think they are positioning themselves as one of the go-to cigar manufacturers in the nation. Because it's not... I mean, they make a great product. And I think that's where you got to start with all cigar companies. You got to have a great product. Because there's a lot of companies out there putting out crap. I mean, unfortunately... Because the cigar boom is so big, there's a lot of companies getting away with Everybody wants to get in on it. Now. You, you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Just because it's got a fancy band on it doesn't make it a good cigar. It's still a pig. So, but so Macallan started with a quality yes. family, a quality cigar manufacturer. And they have blossomed it into what I consider to be one of the go-to cigar manufacturers in this country because they care about their consumer. Mm -hmm. They care about their brick and mortar. They take care of their ambassadors like nobody's business. I mean, I see other companies that do ambassador programs. But and you know what it matter. is? It doesn't all, matter. All it is is, hey, tell people about our yeah. stick no. and take pictures and blah, blah, blah. These guys engage. These guys have built a community. And it's not like any other community I've seen. I mean, I, I, I'm I, on Facebook. I'm a member of yeah. lots of cigar groups. Me too. And I got to tell you, the ambassador group on Facebook is probably
1: the most used yeah, cause it's, and it's not just by us, the consumers. It's no. they're in there. Yeah, they're there. And they're- you,
0: and you have the president. Yes. You have Sam. You have Amanda. You have Andy. Andy. You Damn. have their reps. Yeah, I mean, they are in there building relationships yep. and me- getting to know the ambassadors. It's Not a- just, hey, you, you know, every ambassador gets a coin. Every, every ambassador has their own number. Yep. And we all know you're lower than mine. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> So I get that. But here's the thing. You know, with the job I'm in, you know, when I went to work for the company I work for, Uh you know what my dad said? Well, he worked for the same company. Uh He said, you're nothing but a number, son. (laughs) Well, with McAuliffe, you're not just a number. You're part of the family. You're part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Your number is your own identity, Mm -hmm. but you're part of the family now. And those guys... I mean, I just can't say enough. I mean, I I hate to just sound like I'm raving over something, but it's, you know what? They deserve it because they're doing stuff that nobody else is it's doing. It's a
1: company that took a business model, and it encompassed every aspect of their vision. Let
0: me ask you this, every though. Aspect. Let me ask you this. What other cigar company is doing what McAuliffe is doing?
1: I haven't seen one
0: yet. I haven't seen any, but let me take it one step further. What companies are doing what True. they're doing company, i mean yeah. they're not just taking the cigar industry to the next level they're taking business that's what i'm to saying. the next level and it's impressive because you've got a great line of cigars that's four to forty two dollars and every stick in that is a quality stick and they have a cigar for every profile so i mean i can't even imagine and I, we we did a herf last night and tim over at smoking dad's cigars or what was this is it is, is that what it, dad smoking cigars sorry about that tim anyway dad smoking cigars. he said he hadn't had the McAuliffe line yet he's out what? in california oh okay and but everybody on the show last night was smoking a, a, a McA- McAuliffe. yeah <laughs> you know uh justin down in san antonio uh-huh I was smoking a Roma Craft, and I was like, "Hey, what are you smoking?" And he, of course, he's smoking the six by forty six Medalla. So you know what my next cigar was six x forty six. I was like, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I wasn't planning on smoking one, uh-huh. but I went to the humidor and I looked up, I looked down, I looked over, I looked left, I looked right, and, and then it started waving at I you. was Here like. I am.
1: Damn it! I can't. I can't pass it up. <laughs> so you know, and
0: here's the thing: my McAuliffe selection or my Medallia selections getting a little low. Uh-oh. And Uh -uh. so, it's one of those torn, (laughs) I'm torn because I want to smoke it, but I don't want to run out. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you. So, anyway, guys, uh, if you want to become a McAuliffe ambassador, I highly recommend it. I mean, you become part of a family. You become part of a community that is strong.
1: And it's free.
0: And it's free. Yeah, (laughs) it can't be free. Mm -mm. And so, go by our website. Click on the link to become a McAuliffe ambassador, and you can join the family, Highly recommend it. I've always been a fan of McAuliffe. And so we just want to say thank you to McAuliffe for sponsoring the show. Yes. So anyway, let's talk about bourbon. Mm. You know, Uh. we love a good bourbon Uh. with a good cigar. Uh.
1: This hit. This is hitting me and my friend uh, Eric down there in uh, Tallahassee, Mister E. Yeah. So, what? Where has Eric
0: been? He, he hasn't been on a herf in a hey, little working, bit. Working, working, working. All right. You know what? I can I can let that slide. I got you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm gonna name my top five bourbons. Go ahead. And then you name your top five. Go ahead. So. I was debating on what order I was going to do my top 5 in. Okay. I think I came down to, you know what, I'm going to just name 4 and then I'm going to name my number 1. Okay. So the first 4 are not in any particular order. ahead, And these are not based on just what I think is the best bourbon. Okay. This is the best bourbon that I drink. And it also is value. Okay, you know what I mean. Because I mean, we could go out and buy a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, but I'm not spending (laughs) thirteen. Right, I'm not spending thirteen hundred dollars.
1: Not on a bottle of bourbon. I mean, if
0: I buy something that's thirteen hundred dollars, I'm going to be able to drive it. Tell the truth, I'm going to be able to watch it. I'm going to be able to do something. It's going to have a
1: little bit more value to me. It's going to do something for for me. Now,
0: (laughs) I have a good friend, Uh and he is a whiskey connoisseur. Yeah. And he actually is in a group of people, and they actually go out hunting for these bourbons. And when they find them, they actually take the bottle and pour it. They have their own mini bottles, uh-huh. and then they trade. Oh, okay. Dude, that's how into it they are. Wow. And, you know, if you're listening, Justin, you're supposed to send me a care package, and <laughs> I never got it. Just saying. Just saying. But you know what he's probably going to say? You never sent me those medallions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: smoked those, Justin. <laughs> Sorry, Justin.
0: All right, so let's get to it. My, oh, I'm not gonna say number one, but one of my favorites, and I know a lot of people like the specific, like a single barrel or the small batch. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna tell you, the Four Roses. Okay. But I prefer the regular. Mm. It's the twelve recipe, and I think it knocks it out of the park with any cigar you want gotcha. to smoke. Gotcha. You know, the small batch is great. The single barrel is great. I've had them both. They're much more expensive, but the regular Four Roses, to me, pairs well with any cigar. Gotcha. So that's probably Mm -hmm. one of my very favorite go-tos. Now, and just so everybody knows, I'm including Scotch with my bourbon Mm -hmm. selection because, you know, to me, Scotch is bourbon. It's just from... Overseas. (laughs) Overseas. Right. So, (laughs) so my next one on the list is Doers. Okay. Have you had the Doers? Yes, I've had the Doers. Now, I had the opportunity to experience the Doers 21, and it was freaking amazing, dude. So freaking smooth. Okay. And, you know, I'm not some expert on scotch. Okay. But I enjoy it. And for the first time ever, I took the glass and I smelled it. Oh. And I was like, Man, I recognize that special smell, but I can't place it. And so I thought about it for a minute and I looked at everybody and I said, dude, that's chocolate covered strawberries <laughs> right there. You know that distinct yes. where it's almost like the cherries fermented. Yeah, gotcha. It was that. And everybody was like,
1: Oh, yeah. That's so I was cool. like, hey,
0: cool. I was, you know, I'm a I'm a connoisseur. I'm a connoisseur now. <laughs> so, but anyway, the Duras 21 was freaking amazing. And I haven't had the other doers yet so it's kind of you know you start off with one of the best <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to try some of the other ones that are a little bit less known now this is another one that you guys know i love is the spring bank mm-hmm. the Springbank scotch and i drink the 10 year because it's affordable it's 60 bucks gotcha and as i've said before it's the last scotch made by hand mm-hmm. they still make it the old traditional way Nobody else does that. And it's very, very smooth. It's real light on the peat. It's not heavy duty on the peat, you know, like the uh Lefrock. Yes, sir. And so I've got a bottle of that. And, you know, we've had that bottle in here, I think, for six months. That's how peaty that is.
1: <laughs>
0: you got to be especially in it's the mood for that. For that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so now my last bourbon before I get to number one is going to be the E.H. Taylor. Okay. That's what I was drinking last night on the hearth and you can still sit over there. (laughs) It hadn't made it very far. But anyway, I love that. That to me, that was one of the probably the second or third bourbon that I had that I just was like, wow, that's good. Cause I really haven't been like a expert bourbon drinker you know what i mean just like what you like right but i just got into bourbon probably two years ago okay so i don't have a lot of experience but i do know what i like tell the truth and so the eh taylor was probably my third bourbon that i really liked and really if you if i go back the first bourbon that really kind of got it going for me was buffalo trace Mm. can never mess up with the buffalo trace ever but my number one My number one bourbon, and I think it's a great deal, is the George Dickel 13-year-old Bottle and Bond. Okay. Dude, 13-year-old bourbon and it's Bottle and Bond. It's 50% alcohol. It's 100 proof. (laughs) And check this out. It's $40. Nothing wrong with that price point. 13-year-old bourbon for For
1: $40. $40. Can't beat it. Nope. And it's good. That's my five. Let's hear yours. Okay, now we're going to start off with my, I'm going by number five. It's going to be Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare cannot go wrong with Eagle Rare. <laughs> At all. I'm with works, you. Works with everything. Works with everything. And I love it. It's kind of hard to find, though. Yeah, it is. But when you find it, you 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 appreciate it, and you just don't like get on a hearth and drink about five or six uh, <laughs> glasses of it. You spread it out and the sticks because you know i love a sumatra you savor yeah and a sumatra works perfect with that for me it yeah. really does and i love those two together
0: well you know i'll tell you this you love that sumatra stick and i'm a fan of it as well mm-hmm. the McAuliffe sumatra, sumatra mm-hmm. and i think that stick actually goes with a lot of bourbons oh, yeah. very well Oh yeah it, go ahead. it
1: pairs it pairs perfectly uh, number four would be Elijah Craig. Okay. You know what? I've
0: never had the Elijah Craig. Mm. I've had the Elijah Craig rye, mm. and I didn't care for it. I can believe that. But, you know, I'm not really a rye guy. Yeah. A lot of the rye for me is a little too sweet.
1: It's too sweet, and I, I, I'm i with you on that. I just can't now, take this. Now,
0: now, now, I haven't had much experience with rye, so now, maybe there's some ryes that aren't
1: too sweet. There's so,
0: a rum. If you're listening and you know a rye that's not Let's sweet... See. Then turn turn know. turn us on to yeah. that. Let us know. But
1: there's a sweet rum that I love. It's a uh, bamboo. Oh, yeah. You've and, talked about that. <sighs> it's not overpowering sweet. It has a nice little sweet taste to it, but it is so perfect. But we're not on rum. So let me get to number three. Go for <laughs> it. Buffalo Trace. As oh, yeah. You spoke about Can't it go wrong with it. Can't that. go wrong with it. Pairs with and everything. It's like $26, $27. dollars The highest I've seen is 30 And I have no problem with that. My number two would be. Woodford Reserve. Oh, yeah. You love my Woodford My go-to. Yeah. My go-to. I just finished the bottle and I'm mad because it's Sunday. Uh, I can't get to. Hey, well, you, you, you can take that Evan Williams <laughs> bottle and bond home with you. got gotcha. you. Ah, perfect. Thank you, sir. It, I appreciate it'll, it'll it. It'll tide you over. Yeah. Make it until tomorrow so I can get up and get to the, uh, the liquor store. <laughs> I just love it, man. It pairs perfectly, especially with the Sumatra, but with my, um, the, uh, baka. Oh yeah, the aroma craft Baca. Yeah, yeah. Those two together, I was like, "Oh man, this is a match made in heaven, now, bro." remind me, is the baka Cameroon? The Cameroon, and I smoke it in the pygmy. Oh, which is the smaller one? Yeah. So it, it it's not overpowering. It's a great medium to medium plus, and with that woodsy taste and ah, oh, that spice that hits. With that <sighs> Man, you're sounding like a aficionado. I'm over trying there. to get there. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm I'm learning and the words you gave me perfectly. I'm learning to savor things. Yeah. You know, to appreciate it. You know, because Yeah, because you're not nineteen. No, nah, man. <laughs> you're not drinking <laughs> 19, mad dog no, 2020. Bruh. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn and I'm listening to E on certain things and he hooked me onto this one. My number one is Blantons. You know, I've never had Blantons. I tried it. How was it? Bruh. I am not going to say it's the greatest in the world. <laughs> but to me, leave me alone. <laughs> really? It's my number. I've one never right had it. So you know what? I'm going to put
0: that on my list. Right,
1: bro. But that's my five and my go-to with the Sumatra. And like I said, that Bach Woodford Reserve.
0: Woodford Reserve. That's perfect, man. I like Woodford. I think it's great. Yeah. I-, I like everything on your list. I've never had the Blanton, yeah, so I'll put that up try, on my list. Try. Just so everybody knows, later on in the show, we have, uh, Eric and Justin down from, uh, The Burndown. Down. Yes, sir. And so, you guys, I don't know if you've seen their show, but if you haven't, you should definitely go by and check it out. It's on YouTube. They review a lot of great cigars. Mm. They know what they're doing. Yes. And I like to say, those guys are the GQ. <laughs> of cigar entertainment. I can give
1: him that. I can actually give him that because they dress up. Yeah. 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 They dress for the occasion. (laughs) I mean, we're in (laughs) t-shirts. You're Uh, wearing a, you're wearing a hat and I look like I need
0: to be wearing a hat.
1: See, my thing is I have to dress for work and that's what most people see me. in. so when they see me dressed down like this, they look like, Hey, were you at the
0: shop that time that Ed came in after mowing his lawn? (laughs) Look like a homeless man. And if you guys, you guys don't know, but Ed <laughs> usually comes by the cigar shop wearing a sports coat. Yes. He looks like, you know.
1: Yes. He, he looks to the position that he's in, yeah, a professor.
0: He's a professor. <laughs> he and looks
1: that position. He looks cool. But that day. <laughs> but
0: when he come in there wearing sweats and his uh, workout <laughs> shirt, <laughs> it was all. I was like. And those dudes. shoes. Yeah. And those oh, shoes. yeah.
1: <laughs> and they were very green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. I, I forgot about that vision. It's back in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Ed came over yesterday and hung out and smoked. And, you know, uh, who who else came over? Oh, Gary. You know, Ponytail Gary. Yes. Uh, he came over last week. Okay. And hung out and smoked. And then, you know who I was thinking I need to invite over for a smoke is uh, Big Larry.
1: Big Larry, yeah. Missed that dude. Yeah. He came over to my house one day. We set out in the garage not in the, in my driveway and we were seven feet apart purposely nice <laughs> cuz Larry 69 i right. need a little bit more room <laughs> yeah because because if he coughs
0: it projects further yeah larry Larry's That's like, well, bro.
1: and then he's a germaphobe like me. So we were sitting out there with our, our uh, hand sanitizers, and, and you hey, got you hey, got like it because you're not using mine. Ed, Ed brought <laughs> over his own hand sanitizer yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Oh, when I look when we were talking about the uh, the uh, bourbons, I look back and I see you got that.
0: Um, oh, that, that, I've got the hand sanitizer in a whiskey yeah. bottle that was made by a distillery down in Galveston. Texas. I looked back
1: and saw that and I was like, wait. Is he drinking hands? No, no, no.
0: You know what? I just decided though. I wasn't. I'm not gonna open that bottle. Just gonna keep it. You know what I mean? I'm done for the 2020 pandemic. I'm
1: done, bro. Not gonna use it. Your grandson's gonna be grandpa. What is that? Let me let me talk to you. Exactly.
0: (laughs) In fact, I was like, I'm gonna write pandemic error on it. (laughs) So, anyway, guys, uh, we got the guys from the Burndown coming up next. Burndown. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. Hello,
2: this is Justin hey
0: justin this is rob sorry i didn't mean to hang up on you man
2: oh no i think uh i think eric yeah
0: hey, i'm here I'm here, and patched us in oh okay cool well whoever called me i accidentally hit the wrong button and hung up on you so sorry about that <laughs> yeah
2: you pressed the
3: few button on me
0: man there you go hey so <laughs> i got a question for you guys right off the bat so we got justin and who's the other guy i'm eric eric okay well i'm sorry let me rephrase that justin is which guy because i have the screen up of you guys on my 32 inch screen computer screen and i'm like which one's eric which one's just
2: <laughs> so i'm the bearded fella
0: see i thought you're gonna say the good looking one so because
3: <laughs> that's where i come in that's where i come
0: in Ah, oh, gotcha. all right cool man so <laughs> hey i want to say you guys are doing a great job i see what you're doing on youtube and i like what you guys do because it's kind of unique And so, you know, I know a lot of the podcasters, but you guys are like podcaster slash video guys. And the difference between you guys and most podcasters is we as podcasters have a look for podcasters. (laughs) So we don't (laughs) need to be on videos, what I'm trying to say. So how long have you guys been doing this? Justin, you want to answer that
2: one? Sure. So, well, we've been doing it for about nine months now. Okay. Uh, we started. We started about a couple of days after Fourth of July last year, and we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. We've been loving every bit of it. We've been enjoying it. It's been one heck of a ride so far. We've got a lot of support from our friends, our family, and the community, uh, the scar community in general. We're very mm-hmm. thankful for that. So far, it's been a good ride.
0: Yeah. Hey, just so you know, we're not doing like the whole, Hey, welcome to the show. We're actually just already recording. So don't think that it's not going already. It's
2: quite all right. We kind of, fig- yeah. we kind of figured that we jumped in with the first question.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes I like introduce people and let everybody know, but you know what? I was like, you know what? Well, these guys know what they're doing. We're just going to roll with it. I like that. So, respect that. Well, appreciate it. So, hey, uh, you guys have been doing it for about nine months. So, how long have you mm-hmm. actually known each other?
3: Well, we've known each other for how long? Just like five, six, six yeah, something like that. But yeah, about like six years, six, seven years. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we met. We met um, through my father. Actually, my dad is an electrical engineer, and he recruits engineers up at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, in upstate New York. And that's where uh, Justin went and he went for electrical engineering and my dad hired him. And, and, uh, my dad is a big cigar guy as well. And he likes a lot of get togethers. So he would have company parties, company get togethers. And Justin was always there at my house or wherever we were. And we were always smoking cigars and we're almost the same age, about a couple of months in difference. So, uh, we just hit it off.
2: And, um,
0: so and Justin's an engineer.
2: Yes, I am. Yes. I, uh, I started as an electrical engineer and kind of, uh, as everybody would say, transitioned over to the dark side as I entered the sales role. I did start as an electrical engineer, yes.
0: I got you. Well, at least you got your basics under your belt. You know what you're talking about when you go out and talk to people about sales, and I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah. Exactly. So, Eric, what do you do?
3: I'm in sales as well, and right now I'm in um, fire alarm systems. Oh, okay. So I'm cool. York, I'm in I'm in um, New York City, so all new buildings that are going up, every building in general, they need a fire alarm system. So. Uh, it's all about project design and building code and fire alarm code. So
0: now, see, you can get for us. some reason, I thought you guys were from like Florida. <laughs> Wait
2: until we talk, and that'll well. That'll when I, I
0: when I saw the area code <laughs> come up on the phone, I was like, "Huh? They must have moved from New York to Florida." So <laughs> I don't know where I got that. Maybe it was all the pictures of uh, you and Cleo from uh, Nova Cigars. Uh, maybe that's why I thought you're from Florida. Possibly. We uh, she
3: was one of our first people we interviewed so
0: yeah great uh, I show the reason. i love cleo thank she does you, a great you. job and uh so what are you guys like have y'all always done the video also or did you start out with a podcast how did you guys evolve into where you are now
2: well i would go ahead jess uh well we we started with um a couple of other different ideas before the podcast we we had tried to doing a cigar subscription service, actually, and then we realized that that's kind of a saturated market. There's, you know, we were going into it, there's a couple other things that needed to be uh, completed before you got into that as far as insurance, liability, you know, different sorts of um, uh, licenses. So we kind of left that. We started a, we tried doing a cigar magazine uh, for, you know, just in general, like kind of how we wanted to branch out to the community and go to cigar lounges. We were thinking maybe we could do that with a, a magazine, and then we realized, well, magazines are a thing of the past, the uh, the new thing is podcasts. So that's when Eric mm. came to me. I mean, and Eric can, can tell you he's always a, a podcaster. He's listened to them for you know, a long time now. And he came to me with the idea, and then we kind of ran with nice. it. Nice, yeah. just Justin, prior to us doing a podcast,
3: he had a like a fitness channel on YouTube, and that's what that's what got my idea going with the video portion of the podcast because I didn't know much about editing videos and stuff like that. So I knew I can come to Justin, and he can teach me. And uh, like Justin said, you know, I was follow- my brother got me into podcasts with like you know Joe Rogan and oh yeah, his other business business podcasts and comedian podcasts that i that i follow and i watch them on youtube and some of them are hours long and justin's like i don't know if i would watch a, a, a youtube clip for like over an hour and i'm like well me and my brothers we watch hours of podcasts on youtube So there's <laughs> right. definitely people that do that yeah so whether you're, you're listening or watching and uh that's just where i came up with the idea and then uh let's just know what we're doing video and audio
0: Well, it's going really good for you guys, and, I mean, I like what you do. I like the look of your set. Uh, It's different from what everybody else is doing online. It's just kind of like you're hanging out together together and talking about cigars and i mean that's what it boils down to and you guys do a good job of that making it relaxing and enjoyable you add some humor here and there so i mean who who's the what, let me ask you this do y'all do it like a script or, or not a script but a storyboard so you kind of have topics to talk about or do y'all just wing it
2: uh I, I would,
3: yeah we, <laughs> we 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 try to plan you know we're like all right we gotta we gotta focus on a topic and do some do some research about it, yada yada yada, and then when it comes, push something the Episode, we kind of are just like, eh, let's just wing it and kind of just kind of see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I,
0: mean,
2: I like to uh, I like to tell stories a lot, so I we I kind of veer us off the path and bring us on these crazy tangents, and sometimes it works out for a great episode, and then other times yeah. Eric, Eric's kind of have to reel me back in a little bit to stay on topic. But.
3: Yeah, but we try we try to have some kind of agenda at least to to have some kind of structure. We don't totally just go off the rails and kind of just get out of control we have some kind of structure and we just fill in the gaps as we can
0: yeah here at cigar talk we have a storyboard and we use it probably about 80 percent of the time and before the show we'll outline of all the key topics that we want to talk about and then because a lot of times if we don't do that after the show's over we'll be like damn i forgot to talk about this or i forgot to talk about that <laughs> yeah So we try to do that, but every once in a while we're just like, eh, let's just do whatever we do.
3: Exactly. And we and we've come to realise that some of our episodes you know, we literally call them just shooting the breeze where we don't really have any intention of any agenda and we kinda just talk amongst ourselves, and those ended up being some of our better episodes.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of like hanging out at the lounge. Exactly. So you guys are in New York, man. Besides Florida, New York is like the second cigar capital of the United States. So, I mean, you have like tons of cigar lounges to choose from. What's some of the lounges that y'all go to regularly up in New York?
2: Well, I uh, there's one that's across the street from my office that used to be an old deli. Uh, and they actually, they had... Great sandwiches, great coffee, and they shut it down one day, and I'm like, "God dang, that sucks!" And then all of a sudden, they opened up a lounge called Matador's Cigar Lounge,
0: and you're like, "Hell actually, yeah!"
2: Yeah, it's a, <laughs> blessing, it's a blessing and a curse because I can, you know, I can be there every day, but I can be there every day. So.
0: Yeah, and do they still have good coffee?
2: They, they do actually. They yes. used to have, they used to have coffee, but. Somebody came in, health inspector came in and said, you need a license, blah, 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 blah. And it actually took the coffee away from them. But now they have the people that the people that work there will go to one of the local coffee shops and just buy a bunch of coffee and bring it in for the people that come to the lounge. Oh, good.
0: Nice. I was afraid you were going to say they run over to Starbucks. And I was like, well, that's got to suck. No, <laughs>
2: no, no. But other than yeah. that, I mean, there's a bunch in, in Manhattan. And I'm sure Eric's going to tell you all the ones that we love to, love yeah. to go to.
3: I mean, I uh, mean, like in, in New York City in general. I mean, Justin and I's favorite is the Carnegie Club. Um, I'm not uh, Justin would know the exact address. He still has it embedded in his brain. The Carnegie, <laughs> the Carnegie Club is our favorite. Um, it's just a good ambiance. It's dim lighting. It's like an old school library. There's like bookshelves all over. There's two floors. Uh, they just have classical and jazz music usually playing and. Every Friday or Saturday, they call it Sinatra night. So they have uh, Sinatra band impersonators come and no they way. play the songs. And it sounds just like old Blue Eyes himself.
0: Nice.
3: Um, so that would probably be one of our favorites. Another one is uh, Club Macanudo. Uh, it's a lot of where this, you know some celebrities go, like Eli Manning has a locker there. It's actually where we met um, Leo from Nova Cigars there.
0: I was going to say, who's that? Who's Eli, man? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> He's history now.
0: Hey, I'm a Cowboy fan, so, you know, I can't really say nothing because at least he won oh, a Super Bowl boy. or two.
3: Yeah, Justin's a diehard Giant fan, so you guys can battle it out. Oh, hey, well you know, <laughs> last
0: year I had a uh, actually had a uh, New York Giant Super Bowl winner on the show. Do you guys know uh, Robbins? Yes, yes
3: Fred do. Robbins.
0: The, yes, yeah, Fred yes, Robbins, yes. the defensive lineman.
3: Yes, we've uh, we've spoke to him a few times.
0: Uh, he's, you know, a, a we, uh, he's a he's a great guest if you have the opportunity.
3: Yeah, we were trying to get him on every now and then, but he was uh, you know he was. He's like, yeah, I want to be on. We got introduced to him by a, a guy from a local lounge on the island. And he said, hey, I'm friends with Fred Robbins. He's a big cigar guy. He'd be a good fit for your podcast. So um, we were trying to get him on. We're still, we still are, but he's just uh, very busy
1: right now. With, yeah, he runs he's like a, a local, charity. Local coach. Yeah, and he also yes, runs a it.
0: charity, and he's he's super busy. But if you get the opportunity, he's a really nice guy, loves cigar community. So uh, and he's a uh, Super Bowl champ, even though it was for the Giants. I still had him on the show.
3: Yeah. Well, he he sacked Tom Brady, so I think everyone, any NFL team player can be happy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, <laughs> so are you guys big sports fans?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: So, what do you make of Brady going down to Tampa? I don't
2: like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll put it this: way. so being a Giants fan, like our claim to fame was that we beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. And, and they were amazing
0: wins, also.
2: They were. They were incredible historical wins. The helmet helmet catch was unbelievable. But I mean, being you know, being a New York fan, everybody just hates Tom Brady. I don't know why they hate the guy. Probably just because he's so damn
0: good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not New York. The world hates Tom. Brady. You're right. You're right.
2: The world. The world. But you have to. You have to give credit where credits due. You have to respect greatness, and I certainly do when it comes to Tom Brady. But. I would have liked to see him start and finish his career in New England. I kind of think that going down to Tampa Bay is, all right, he's going to go to Tampa Bay. Whether he wins one or not, it's kind of, eh, you're just, you think of Brady as a Patriot. And now he's a Buccaneer, you're like... The last couple of years, his last, like, hurrah is going to be in Tampa Bay. Well,
0: you know, you look at Peyton Manning doing that with the Denver Broncos. And then, you know, for me, being a diehard Cowboy fan and a lot older than you guys, I had the same thing happen with Emmitt Smith when he went to go play the Cardinals. You're like, what the hell? No way. And you know that's just unfortunately the way it goes. It's not like it was in the eighties and early nineties where people stayed with their team for their entire careers.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, being a jet fan uh, i'm just I'm just glad he's out of our conference.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell you what you gotta be hats off and impressed by anybody that's a jets fan, <laughs>
3: yeah. It's uh, it's tough to be a Jeff fan. Let's put it that way. I bleed green, and I and I bleed a lot of tears.
0: Well, I tell you what, man. It's it's not that much difference from being a Cowboy fan, unless you're as old as I am and you were actually alive when the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl, which was in '95. But I always say, if you're 25 years or younger, I don't even know how you could be a Cowboys fan.
3: Yeah. Well, I just passed that. I'm 28, so I was about four or five years old when I won the last yeah uh, championship. But uh, I, yeah, it's uh. No, we uh, we had a, a guest on our podcast. His name is Saad, and on Instagram, he's B O T L dot K W T. And he's from Kuwait and uh, UK, United Kingdom. And he's a huge cowboy fan. And I'm like, Well, how are you? You live in Kuwait. How are you a cowboy fan? And he says that his buddy in Kuwait just grew up liking the, the cowboys. And I'm just like, They're just, no, the cowboys are just known as being the global. NFL team and it just went to go show there and I'm like <laughs> but I, you no, you never seen them win how can you and how you, can you just be a fan yeah
0: and you know what's funny about that in – i always say and i hate to be you know the uh down and out guy who's a cowboy fan but the cowboys have never done anything since 95 other than be the best promoted team in the market so jerry jones may never win a super bowl but he knows how to make the biggest name of the cowboys and make the most money so if you're okay with just being the you know, most expensive franchise on the planet. Good for you, but if you're not interested in winning the Super Bowl, kind of sucks.
3: Yeah, people people remember will, will remember winning more than how much money is made. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, as a fan, I don't care how much money the Cowboys make. So let's shift gears here and let's talk about cigars for a minute, since it is the actual cigar show. What are you guys smoking? Well,
3: today I have a Patron number. Uh, Patrol number
0: 1926, number 9. Oh, what a dick. You come on my show and embarrass me. I, I'm not smoking a 1926. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> then maybe, I, maybe I should not tell him what I'm smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say
0: it. <laughs> oh, what is he smoking? Don't tell me it's the 50th. No,
2: no, I'm smoking an Opus X Super Bellicoso.
0: Oh, very nice. Well, I'm smoking a Don Pepin a Series J.J. Maduro.
2: Oh, it's a great cigar. Oh, it
0: really is, man. I've really enjoyed them. I've been smoking quite a a few over the last couple of weeks, and I've just really enjoyed this stogie. But uh, now, what I mean, you guys don't just sit around smoking Opus X in 1926s. What other cigars do you guys, you know, go for? Well, I can, I
2: can say one of my one of go-to-tell everybody this is the uh, Flor de las Santillas. Uh, I love that stick. Uh, I believe it's by my father. Uh, I, I just I love it mean, about that stick. It's a great go-to stick if you're not looking to spend a whole lot of money, you know, I think you can mm-hmm. get it for about maybe 10 bucks around there in a cigar shop. And it's just got great flavors, smooth all the way through. It's a good everyday stick. Um, other ones that I, I would say are I'd love Blind Man's Bluff by Caldwell. I love Lee Provada by Drew Estate. Mm-hmm. I love the Avo Ritmo. Any Padron you pick up is going to be good. Um, I'm a fan of Davidoff's. I think the Chef's Edition is probably one of the best sticks I've ever had. Just to kind of name drop a few of them, but Eric Eric can add on to my list, but we kind of smoke the same stuff.
0: Well, those are all great sticks, and I mean, unfortunately, where I'm at, we don't have a lot of access to Davidoff's. I did have a Nicaraguan, uh, you know, it's the Black Label, and man, I tell you what, when I first lit it up, I was kind of like, eh, this is not really that great. And then about maybe an inch in, it just exploded and was awesome i was like holy crap this is a great stick and (laughs) yeah davidoff tends to do that (laughs) yeah well we i don't have access to davidoff over here so i haven't really had that experience but that's exactly the way it was i was just kind of like oh man this is kind of disappointing and for 20 bucks and in texas 20 bucks is pretty expensive cigar uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow, this is worth twenty bucks! Nice."
3: Yeah, I had the, I would, I would, uh, I could totally agree with that. My first couple of times when I was getting to cigars, I would try to dab it off, and I'm like, "What's the big deal?" And then about twenty minutes in, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. all right, now makes sense. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't
2: mind spending a little more."
0: Well, and you yeah, mentioned-
2: that's how the uh, the chef's edition was for. I remember the chef's edition. I, the reason why it sticks out in my brain so much, I had it in 2015, and it's probably changed a little bit over the years. Uh, but the flavor profile from third to third just completely changed. It was, it was one one thing in the beginning and then halfway through it exploded to something else and then half then towards the end mm. it, it changed again and it got spicy and it was it was just a very pleasing experience throughout the entire smoke yeah
0: when i can find a stick that changes every third that i love those those are great and as speaking as my father cigars earlier you were mentioning i really love the uh, Lagrandoforte i don't know if you guys had that one
3: Grand Forte uh I'm not I, I yeah, actually I, don't you I have that in just your gonna, indoor? I, I was just gonna say I just ordered uh, a ten pack of my father's from uh, cigar pipes uh cigars and pipes and uh it was a great deal and I think that's one of them that I have in there. Some of them I never even heard of from my father, I believe, like like Justin said, I believe that's one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of their whole line, but that's one of my favorites, and then of course is you nineteen twenty two is one of my oh, yes. cornerstones. And you think about that the cigar. Jewel. Yeah, that's a jewel and it's one of those cigars I don't like to smoke very often, though, because it's like a, a special stick that, you know, you don't want to smoke it all the time because, mm. one, it's a powerhouse. And, you know, I don't smoke powerhouses all day long. But the Lagren Ferte is more like a medium stick, but it has a nice profile throughout the stick.
2: Yeah, the Le Bourjou was, um, was it that cigar of the year, one year from uh, Cigar Ficcinato?
0: Uh I At think least. you're right. I think it was I, man, I don't want to lie. I thought it was in 2016, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I forgot what year it was, but I remember it being number one. And uh, I always like to try the number one cigars just to uh, just to see before they go, you know, out of before everybody gets them, and then the quality goes down the down the drain, right? <laughs> um, but yeah i do I, I remember that popping up and that's a great stick i, I, I always enjoyed that stick the whole my father line is very-
0: well you know what's impressive yeah, I, I- about the my father line is being number one on that list did not rock the company you see so many companies that once they hit number one man it puts produ- production in overdrive and like you said they lose the quality or they're short uh supplied the supply chain goes to zero and it's hard to find and that really didn't happen with my father so i thought they did well to recover from being i mean because it's a blessing and it's also a curse yeah
3: i mean uh i like i like the my father um i think it's the uh what is it the la Flor
0: oh yeah I got, great I, got, stick.
3: I got i got i got two of those in this little sampler that i had and i was like wow two two of uh cigar fishing. i was number one cigar in this pack and it cost me like 60 bucks
0: oh nice i mean
3: so i mean they had the don pepin in there the um, so many like high high names of my father which was crazy to me but anyways
0: yeah i think my father does a great job uh i was gonna ask you so how how old were you guys when you started smoking cigars um don't say don't say 15
3: no 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 I, uh, like In high school, I wouldn't really smoke cigars, but I, I thought I was cool smoking black and mild, so I would smoke <laughs> black and mild. Right. Um, and then it wasn't really until like, I was in to get into college, and um, I would smoke cigars here and there when it was like the summertime, but I really didn't amp it up until about three or four years ago. Uh, Justin and I went to our first cigar fest and, in Pennsylvania and came back with a boatload of cigars, and um, I had, I lived in Connecticut at the time. And I worked out, I went to work, I ate dinner, and I had nothing else to do. and I had all these cigars, and I was, like, "You know what? let me just start trying a new hobby and uh that's that's how it really took off,
0: yeah, and then it turns in from a it goes from a hobby to your life,
2: uh, yeah, yeah a huge part
3: it my absolutely life really
2: does that it turns into an obsession <laughs> It's crazy. That's, that's for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago if I'd be doing a weekly cigar show, I would think you're crazy. And now it's like, that's all I do is smoke cigars and do this show. So, But it's fun. You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy the community. Uh, I enjoy all meeting all the people that I get to meet through the cigar community. And, I mean, what a great bunch of people that make up the community that we're allowed to be a part of. Mm,
3: absolutely. I mean, I think Justin and I, we talk about how just great the cigar community is just in general. I mean, the people... Are just the friendliest people, most outgoing, conversational people. Like it's never a dull moment when you share a cigar with. They have some kind of story that they're always willing to talk about, and it's always interesting
0: learning from new people. Well, I noticed on your show that y'all also do like uh, pairings or drinking. So, like, what do you guys like to pair cigars with?
2: Well, I would say that my one of my number one pairings is uh, cigars and coffee. Uh, I think one of the best time of day. To smoke cigar is early afternoon with a cup of coffee. I think they pair very well together. On top of that, I I do – I'm a German, so I do like beer. I I do drink some beer and cigars, and a lot of people don't do that. But beer has got just as much flavor as everything else does, so that's another one. But we also do – I know Eric can account for this as well – is bourbon. You can't go wrong with bourbon. I'm a bourbon guy. One of my favorite drinks is Manhattan, and the other one's Old Fashioned. Both got bourbon in it, so <laughs> right. I, I do enjoy cigars and bourbon. Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's pretty much uh,
3: almost the same. I like uh, a cup of coffee, obviously, with a good cigar. I think right when you wake up on a nice warm day. Oh yeah, nice yeah. Cup of Joe, a cigar. It's really nothing to it. Um, but someone we had a uh, we had an interview uh, recently with uh, Ibis. Her name uh, Cigar Lover Twelve on Instagram. And she is big into tea and cigars, so I'll, that's something I'm looking forward to trying because I never heard of anyone pairing cigars with tea.
0: Now, is that so like cold tea one. or hot
3: tea? It, I'm, she said chamomile, right, Justin? So I think it's hot tea.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it's hot tea, and I've heard I've heard of that from some from other sources but i've never tried it and she swears by it she says it's great so yeah
3: it's a new one we're gonna i'm gonna try i got you.
2: another one that i i would say as like a dessert drink and i don't drink it too often you can't drink too much of it because of the sweetness but uh, i'm a big fan of grand Marnier, and i think mm. that a glass of grand Marnier with a nice spicy cigar pairs well because you have sweet and spicy so i do that you know, after dinner drink, if I'm having a cigar, that's something I'll pair it with.
0: And see, I, I haven't had that. You said that's a grand mari.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an orange, uh, an orange cognac.
0: Okay, I've never had a cognac. I've never had a Manhattan, and what was the other one that you named? The Old Fashioned. I've never had one. Old of those. Fashioned. Uh, I pretty oh. much drink, drink all my bourbon and Scotch straight, no ice, and so I need to venture out and try some new things.
3: Those are all good with cigars. I, I can attest to Justin. I, mean, I learned a lot from. I was never really a bourbon, Scotch, or any kind of liquor guy at all. I mean, I like beer and cigars too, as well, but. Uh, it wasn't really that I got into cigars and hanging out with Justin so many times that all the different pairings. So Grand Marnier is a really good one too. That's another one I really like, I
0: think. So what you're saying is Justin's a bad influence.
3: <laughs> yeah depends how, you look. depends
0: how you look at it but so let me ask you this this is one of my favorites is uh have you guys ever tried the spring bank scotch spring I say I have. no okay that's my go-to scotch it's uh, relatively inexpensive a 10-year uh here in texas anyway is about 60 bucks and what I love about their story is they are the last Scotch that's still made by hand. There's no computers, no machines. It's all done the old way, and it's the last Scotch that's made that way. And it really, it's very light, peaty. Doesn't have much peat to it, and it's just so smooth. And for sixty bucks, man, it's super priced for a ten-year-old Scotch down here in Texas, anyway. Mm.
2: Spring Bay it's called?
0: No, Spring Bank, like a riverbank but Spring Bank.
2: Oh, 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 Spring Bank. Spring Bank.
0: bank. Yeah, right. and uh, I'm
2: googling it right now and taking a screenshot.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. The 10-year-old is a orange label on the bottle. And the twelve year is pretty good, but the fifteen year is fantastic. And the funny thing is, the ten years about a hundred bucks, and the fifteen—excuse me—the twelve years about a hundred bucks, and the fifteen is like hundred twenty bucks. The extra twenty bucks is definitely worth it. Okay, uh, I'm
2: going to screenshot these. But I the, like this. So they even but, have an eighteen. They even have a twenty-one. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. Well,
0: now that you're looking at it, I've never seen the twenty-one. What's it run price-wise?
2: Um, well, right now it says the 18 is 245, the 21 is about 450, and then nice. the 25 is about 720 bucks.
0: Yeah, I probably won't be trying those. <laughs> <laughs> so I can
2: actually say there's um, so there's two bourbons that I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you've heard of Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's fantastic. But again, it runs prices you know upwards of a thousand dollars for some of the higher the higher end Pappies. But one that Eric and I have actually drank on a episode was Clyde Mays. Mm. That's um, Alabama whiskey, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, Clyde Mays, Alabama style whiskey.
0: Okay. Well, hey, speaking of Alabama, that reminds me. Have you guys done the twenty three and Me?
2: No. Is that the? um, Is that like the? The the, DNA testing. Yeah, Yeah, and it shows
0: you. And there's an app that you can go to, and it shows you all these people that you're related to. And I mean, there's people online. And when you said Alabama, it made me think of that because they actually use it as a dating app. (laughs) That's a joke. uh,
3: That's one way of uh, uh, getting down.
0: Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) speaking of coffee, is there any certain coffees you guys like? Like, I really love Costa Rican. I love Sumatra and. What's the other one? Cambodia.
2: Well, I mean, we we drink a lot of Colombian here in my household. Okay, Uh, but I've heard I don't I don't know too much about coffee as I as I would say I know about cigars and 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 bourbon. Yeah, but Colombian is definitely definitely one to be like. And I appreciate a dark roast. I like my coffee strong. I put cream in it, but I do like it rich, bold flavors. Um, And it's always better if you have. Uh, the beans and you grind them up yourself. That's just the aromas that it releases, the oils it releases.
0: Yeah. I I grind my own beans every morning and make a pot of coffee and come out and get started on my work day with a cigar and a fresh brewed pot of coffee. Mm, that sounds so do good. you
2: like, so do you, uh, do you prefer French press? Do you prefer pour overs? Man,
0: mine is a, mine, mine's a pour over. It's an automatic coffee maker. Uh, I grind it with a burr grinder and then I have this special coffee maker that like showers the coffee uh, grounds for and it like sits for three minutes and then it starts pouring coffee or water over the coffee. And so it it works really well. And I don't know if you guys know uh, uh, dad smoking cigars over there. On the West Coast,
3: no, I, I can't sure. say I do. Yeah, okay. Sure. They
0: they do a YouTube channel as well. You should definitely check them out. They do a great show. But anyway, Tim is a cigar, not a cigar snob. He's a coffee snob, and he actually does the French press. Do you guys do that?
3: we I think, did it once on the episode. Uh, for me, I just feel like I maybe I'm just not doing it enough. But it just seems like a lot of steps. I just want to get my coffee. And <laughs> yeah, it's it a, like a lot of work. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean it did taste really good I just think uh, and I do have a french press machine it just uh it's just so much easier when you can automatically do it and just get a cup of coffee in about five, 10 minutes. As yeah, to, absolutely.
0: All you know, those proper
2: steps. Well, <laughs> I, five to 10 seconds. If you have a Keurig. <laughs> now that too.
0: Yeah. But see, that's, that's, that's cheating. My wife has one of those, so I, I can't drink <laughs> she- the Keurig coffee. So what do you guys got yeah, yeah. coming up in the next few weeks for your show?
3: We've been doing a lot of guests. We've been having, uh, you know, since we're quarantined, um, we came to the idea. I'm like, you know what? We can't just be doing podcasts on via zoom, with just us. I mean, People just, uh, it's just not as exciting. We're not in person. We really we really shine when we're in person. So we're like, what else can we do? And, uh, you know, we talk to a lot of people on social media, so we've just been reaching out to them. Just kind of doing what we're doing here, kind of just shooting the breeze with other cigar people in the community. So we have a lot of different guests coming up in the next few weeks, which are which we're very
0: excited about. Awesome. Well, we've been doing a, uh, you know, the virtual her for virtual cigar lounge every Friday night and inviting people nice. over. And I've been recording it and I was going to upload that to YouTube. But about halfway in, I realized I say so much bullshit that I don't want anybody else to hear that it always gets deleted.
3: <laughs> yeah, that could be it. It's I mean, like, I, we also thought about that too. But I don't know how many people you had in your Zoom conference or whatever video conference uh, platform you were using, but it was just a lot of different voices and a lot of people talking over each other. And I'm like, I don't know if people really actually understand what any of us are talking about. It's kind of just. One person's here, one person here, just talking all over the place.
0: Yeah, the first time we did one, I think there was like, I'm guessing, probably like 16, and it was too many. Because like you said, everybody's talking over everyone and I can't figure out who's talking. And so the last couple of them that we have, uh, I only invited and I think we had like nine at a time. And that was perfect because, nice. you know, when you have nine, you can see everybody on the screen so you can see who's talking. And it's just a lot more continuity as far as everybody having conversation versus when we had like 15 and it was like, I don't know who's saying what.
3: Yeah. It could get a little overwhelming depending on how many people you have.
0: Yeah. But like the last, the last one we had was really good. The one before that I got so drunk I had to leave. Uh, So you know, I, I thought it would make fun, a good show to upload. And then I was like, man, after we get to drinking, we're saying some stuff that's like not just not PC, but like probably offensive <laughs> to a lot of people. So we decided not to upload that.
3: Yeah, it could get a little hairy. It could get a little hairy.
0: So what do you guys plan on doing for like 2021? I mean, you're in covid lockdown right now so i mean are y'all planning on changing anything or just growing your audience is what you have now i mean how is COVID 19 and being on lockdown made you guys like think about what you're going to do once this is over
2: well question yeah i mean we have we've just been focusing on really trying to grow grow the audience i mean the whole reason that we started the burn down was we wanted to make our listeners and make our viewers feel like they were sitting in a cigar lounge with with us just having a conversation like everybody does in cigar lounges so we're trying to reach as many people as we can on a global scale i mean we have listeners in like eric said in kuwait and london australia um germany canada china i mean we have them all over and we're just trying to grow it as large as we can so while we're in quarantine the only thing we can do is social media. So that's kind of, you know, what we've just been focusing on the Instagram, focusing on, like Eric said, with YouTube, it's kind of hard to be in person. So we've been doing a lot of Zoom stuff, but we've been focused on just trying to grow Instagram, trying to grow the listeners, trying to grow our reach. And then when we come back, Eric and I are just excited to get back together and sit next to each other and start from you know start those episodes.
0: So where do you guys actually yeah. record at? I mean is that is that one of your houses or I mean where do y'all meet up at to do the show?
2: Yeah, that's uh that's my that's my house. It's uh my pool house that we converted into a into a little studio.
0: Okay, nice.
2: Yeah, and uh, I, I think I think another thing for at least
3: 2020 and 2021 is that we would like to try to have more in-person guests. So we've been looking at different ways how to include people you know, with us in person to make that experience even more lively. So that's something else we've been trying to configure, which is very exciting.
0: Yeah. I tell you what, I enjoy face-to-face interviews way more than doing on the teleconference calls. And so, and cigar talk actually started out at cigar shops. So I traveled around to different cigar shops, meeting with owners or cigar manufacturers, and we do the show uh, not live, but we record it in person and I just enjoy that feel that you get when you're in person. And so anytime I can do that, that's how we do it. But then me and Bryant, my co-host, uh, he uh, joins me and we do the before and after the interview here in the studio and our studio is actually a 12 by 14 foot shed that I've converted into a cigar lounge slash man cave slash studio.
2: Yeah, it's kind of exactly how, how the pool house is. It's just uh it, you know, it's, it's a, a permanent structure, but it's, n- there's no flooring. There's no heating. So we just put a rug down. We put the chairs up. I put a TV in there, put a little space <laughs> heater. We just kind of made it into a little, little man cave. And now we, we hooked up the, the microphones. we have a mixer and stuff, and it kind of turned into what it is now.
0: So I got to ask you this. You know, I assume that you guys are smoking in there. So what do you guys do for air purification?
3: Absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Natural ventilation, windows and the door.
0: Wow. Well, see, I'm in Texas, uh, so that's not an option because in the summer when it's 107, it's like you're not going to open the window. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> No, that's a good yeah, we've, point.
2: Been, uh, we've been looking at uh, what they, there's a uh, piece of equipment called uh, Rabbit Air.
0: Yeah, let me tell and- you something. Save your money. Don't buy a Rabbit Air. I'm going to tell really? you, yes, I've got friends that have the Rabbit Airs and they hate them. And I stumbled across this amazing air purification system called Metafy. They actually use medical grade HEPA filters, which is a special H13 filter, and it's the only filter that actually takes smoke out of the
1: air.
2: Really? How much? And how much? Uh, how much do
0: they go for? Uh, they make a range of different models. Uh, the one that I have in here, I believe, was four ninety five, and man, it is night and day. This is the third system I've been on. The first two, well, the first one was a Honeywell HEPA filter, and it sucked, and then I moved up to an industrial-grade wind filter, and it was better, and then I brought in this Medify filter, and it just rocks. And what's the,
3: and what's the name of it called? What's the name of
0: it called? It's called Medify, M-E-D-I-F-Y. Wow, All right. And, and depending on the size of your room, you probably don't need the one that I have because it's, like, way overkill. But <laughs> when you're talking about purifying the air, I would rather have overkill than underkill. Most definitely.
2: Yeah, well, that's what we were talking about when we were going to get one. I said, whatever size they recommend, I'm going to go one size up.
0: That's because... what I did. I was like, <laughs> I was like, forget the next one. Let's go up one notch. Because,
2: I mean, we've had some episodes where... You can see when you start the episode, the first couple of minutes, it's nice and clear, there's no smoke, and it looks perfect. But then, as the episode goes on, you can see that there's it kind of becomes a yellowish,
0: <laughs> right?
2: Tint and a yellowish color because of all the smoke.
0: It's like, like you f- have a white
2: background, and
3: the white
0: yeah.
2: background doesn't stay,
1: yeah.
0: Nice. Looks like you're filming I, in sepia tones, yes, and
3: exactly. I, and I got, and I have, I guess i guess you can call sensitive eyes because there'd be a few times where we're smoking and the smoke just gets in my eyes and it just burns and for like a good 5-10 minutes i'm wiping my eyes i'm getting up getting air into my eye i'm like justin's laughing in the corner while i'm <laughs> suffering but but it's it, something's got to change
0: yeah and i'll tell you what this this one is the biggest unit they have it has a meter on the front that tells you the air quality And it doesn't go up past nine, nine, nine. But the first time I hooked it up in here, it was nine, nine, nine for like 15 minutes. So I was like, so it must probably be registered at like 5 million because it took 15 minutes to come below nine, nine, nine. And now like I smoke a cigar in here and it'll go up to nine, nine, nine. But within minutes, it starts dropping back down. And like when we put out a cigar, or when you're done smoking a cigar within five minutes it's back in the blue and the number is like zero zero five and it's crazy i mean we were the same way because me and my co-host both smoking here and sometimes during one episode we'll smoke two cigars a piece and so in this small area i mean your eyes would be burning and you can't see the guy sitting four feet away from you so this filter kicks ass, I can tell you that.
3: All right, that's good to know. I definitely made a note of that, so thank you for that recommendation. Oh, yeah, you're me welcome. too. <laughs> and
0: a good friend of mine heard about me talking about it, and he lives in East Texas, and he had the big rabbit, and he said he got rid of it as soon as he got the Medify.
2: Really? That's well, good to know, because we're definitely going to invest in one. I mean, for a few hundred bucks, it sounds like this is the way to go. Yeah, and the
0: the, the difference is the rabbit is a very nice, pretty looking apparatus to where the medified just kicks ass
3: so it's it's looks that would get the rabbit out of work
0: that's that's the rumor and that's actually what i was looking at buying too because i was just getting tired of sitting in here and smoke you know what i mean no
2: nah, most definitely. so we're looking it up right now and this one says 420 square feet every 15 minutes yeah and that wow. is plenty because I don't know what our pool house is, but it certainly is at 420 square
0: feet. Right. See yeah. it, I'm a 12 by 14, so I think that's like 170 square feet. So every 15 minutes on 400 square feet means it's actually circulating in the air about every seven minutes. Yeah, I think that's
2: about the size of, the, of our pool house. So that's probably probably the one that we're going to go with is, is this one. Right now it says it's 275 bucks.
0: Oh, you can't beat that, man. Well, yeah, also... Right. Huh, nice hey and just so you know uh they gave me a special code if you get 10% off if you put in i think uh it's let me it's medify smoker medify
2: okay. smoker
0: yes sir all right
2: let's put that in there
0: and uh <laughs> Doing
2: <it right> now. <laughs> if that doesn't
0: if that doesn't work let me know and i'll check the code again but i'm pretty sure that's what it is we're gonna
2: try it right now medify, medify
0: smoker okay. but you know they really their big business is mainly like hospitals so I was really surprised that they're not really focused on the cigar community.
3: Yeah, I would think that all their attention would be there, which is obviously more imperative. Than
0: really, taking care of sick people or taking care of cigar smokers? Come on now.
2: I could be selfish, but then again,
3: <laughs> I
0: can't be selfish.
2: <laughs> so it is confirmed. Medify Smoker does take off 10%. Nice.
0: Nice. So it was wonderful.
2: 250 bucks for one of those.
0: Very nice. Uh, and I'll tell you what also, what also is badass is, is the filters are not cheap, but the filters last six months. Yeah, I mean,
2: if we're only going to be smoking in it, you know, once a you know once a week, or I'm going to be smoking in it up by myself for a few times a week, it's I think oh it'll last. see.
0: And I smoke in mine every day, and so yeah. if the filter right now, the one I have, I got in December, so we're what four and a half months in, and it still works like it was brand new. And the, the Honeywell that I had, that filter was done every 30 days. Oh, that's, that's tough.
2: And I imagine that you would, in the winter, right, in the winter, especially up here in New York, I mean, in the winter, I'm smoking in there a lot, lot more than, obviously, in the summer. Because if it's a nice day, I'm not going to the pool house. I'm sitting out by the pool.
0: Right. But...
2: I think Eric and I are going to have to have a phone call after after this to mm. discuss <laughs> buying one of these.
0: Well, awesome, man. Well, see, I helped y'all do something. I yeah. appreciate.
2: It. I appreciate that you're ten oh, percent
0: off. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, so what do you guys do besides smoke cigars? I mean, I apparently one of you are like health and fitness.
2: Yeah. So we, mm. so I, I know Eric and I are both into uh, into fitness. So working out is one. Uh, I was a basketball player i'm in my college years so i i continue to play in men's leagues when when there are men's leagues and they're not shut down for covid but basically just work work out play basketball smoke cigars drink
0: (laughs) there you go i mean what else is there
3: i mean for me it's definitely you know fitness you know i definitely like enjoy working out um i like hiking and camping a lot um I've been picking up reading a lot too, as well. I also like to read a lot. I Actually, just finished the ultimate cigar book. Oh,
0: actually. very nice, man. We actually had the, the uh, we actually had the author of that on the show uh, about oh, really? six months ago. What an interesting guy! It, tell me his name. I I forget already.
3: Yeah, if you want me to get his name, it is. I have the book right. Almost next. And you got to say his Richard. middle name too. Yeah, because yeah, it's on the book. You got to say it. it's Richard Carlton
0: Hacker. That's right. Well, what was very interesting about him was he used to write cigar articles for Playboy magazine back in the late '80s and early '90s. Oh, wow. And wow. yeah, he has been around. Great guy. Yeah, because
3: because that's that's like his fourth edition, I think, of that book. And it sounds, I you know, just from reading it, it sounds like that's his. His life and his passion. He's traveling all over, and he's he's just doing cigars twenty four seven.
0: Well, and he just recently came out with a worldwide of spirits book, also. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to read spirits, that right? one as well. He covers the gamut for all of our sins. <laughs> <laughs> of our sins. <laughs> <laughs> love it, I love it. Booze, yeah, there's, cigars. There's really, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna
3: say there's just, there's really only like three types of books that I that I usually read. It's it's either some kind of cigar book. Or there's some kind of, you know, it's either cigar books or business or entrepreneurial or motivational type books. And then it's like a guilty pleasure of mine, but like mafia story, mafia books.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, man, I got a cigar book here that someone sent me. I'm, I'm on some list that whenever there's a new cigar book up uh, coming out, this, this production company always sends me a copy. And it's called Around the World in 80 Cigars, The Travels of an uh, Epic or Epic Travels of a Cigar Smoker by Nick Hammond. If you like cigar books, man, I could send this to you. It's brand new. I've never opened it, but I'm not going to read it. And if you'd like to oh, read man, it, I'll send it to you, man.
3: I appreciate that. I, I would love that. Yeah, if that you'll send me I... your
0: uh, mailing address after the show, I'll get this in the mail to you Monday.
3: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. I would love to read that. Yeah, I'm going to would... look it up right now.
0: All right, cool. <laughs> it's Around the World in 80 Cigars. but uh around look it up world.
2: and add it to... Uh... Once Eric reads it, then I'm gonna. I'll. Uh, I'll yeah, will pass too. it off.
0: There you go. We'll pass.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's definitely another thing that you know a lot of we've been certainly doing in, in quarantine is is reading is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean try to read I try to read a little bit every single day. Um, some days it's sometimes you go a week and you haven't read and you're like, oh, crap! I got to read something. Um, But certainly in quarantine, there's no excuse not to.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately for me, all my reading is on technical stuff, like stuff that most people find very boring, like audio, video, uh, any kind of multimedia. I'm always trying to up my game as far as my knowledge on that and I've been doing that since I was a teenager uh, before I got into podcasting and uh, my regular job I was a photographer and I started doing that when I was about 15 so that's just always been my love and then if I do read like books and stuff I'm a big history guy I love uh, wartime books.
2: oh yeah I mean, hist- I mean history I wasn't a big history nut uh, growing up but I can certainly see why history is can be interesting reads so absolutely i think i think that's another good to, uh, good topic for books to read for sure
0: yeah history man especially in so many books there's like stuff that you're like no way that could have happened and it, it actually happened so it's pretty amazing yeah, yeah and so it's, i think mean,
2: there's a uh one of, to kind of talk about the history there's a, a show on uh, i think it's on amazon prime that i started watching was um the men who built america
0: oh great yeah great series
2: yeah and it's just and You know, just like in the first episode, they talk about, uh, what's his name, Um, Vanderbilt, how he had an an empire of, in today's dollar, I don't know, you know, $60 billion, something like that. And he had this empire and then decided that he was going to sell all of it and invest everything into another empire. And you're like, why would you do that? If you had (laughs) X amount of dollars already, why would you? And then it turns out that he made triple what he would have made, and it's I go, who does that? Who takes that risk? <laughs> right. Yeah, I he love that series.
0: Because uh, now what did he own? Which one owned the railroad?
2: So that was that was Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt had a shipping company. And I believe he, he basically sold everything in the shipping company and invested into railroads because he saw railroads being a thing of, of the future when it came to the United States. Uh, and turns out he was right and then they go on to Rockefeller with the oil they go on to Carnegie with steel they go on to Morgan with banking and uh, yeah, with, and Ford with, Ford with automobiles obviously
0: what i loved about vanderbilt when he had the railroad though was there were several railroads but they all tied into like his railroad and he owned the tracks so he just shut them down and had them at his mercy. Mm-hmm. He was like, We're not running trains. Bam. And now he gets whatever he wants.
3: And Vanderbilt is a New Yorker. Yes, he was a
0: New Yorker. And the <laughs> trains and all the service went into New York, which was where the general population was huge. So that's where all the manifest traffic needed to go to make money for the other railroads.
2: Yep, absolutely. And Rockefeller. Rockefeller lived in uh, at the state, upstate New York. I went and I saw that, and that was absolutely mind-blowing just to see i mean his he had guest houses that were mansions and they say yeah it was just oh that house <laughs> over there i'm like what's that house that, that, that looks huge you know oh, that's just where they they parked the uh the horse and carriage when people came I'm like what that was his garage like, yeah. it's like a four-story house
0: yeah it was crazy well hey man i think that's gonna wrap it up brother i appreciate you joining me uh and I will get this episode out, not this week, but the next Monday. And I will send you all a notification and a link to the show. So before Absolutely. we go, though, tell everybody about where they can find your show. It's, uh, and it's the Burndown, but, I mean, it's on YouTube. You guys have Instagram. So tell everybody where they can find you guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you can find the Burndown podcast on YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. And then our Instagram, Facebook is uh, The Burndown Podcast. And then Justin's personal Instagram is The Dapper Cigar. And then uh, my personal Instagram is uh, Brother Cigar.
0: Oh, okay, so whenever someone's communicating with you on the burndown on Instagram, is that both of you, or do you, is it one or the other?
3: It could be both of us, but chances are it probably be me, Eric.
0: Okay, gotcha. Well, cool. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. I've enjoyed it. Like, love getting to know you guys. Uh, see you on Instagram all the time. I think you guys do a great job. And if you need anything from Cigar Talk, man, reach out at any time. We'll be here for you, brother.
3: Yeah, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it.
0: Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that interview with the burndown guys. Let's just call them GQ. GQ. Easy money. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, we want to talk just a minute about a little bit of NFL. Yeah. We're big fans. You know, we don't try to make this a sports show because we're not experts, <laughs> but we're fans. And so we were talking on the break, and Bryant brought up the fact that the Cowboys got another gift with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised Andy Dalton is not trying to play as a starter somewhere and maybe he is because i think he can still play yeah i think that he is better than probably 80 percent of other backups
1: i have to say this he wasn't the issue in cincinnati
0: and what do you think the issue was there
1: it's a it's, it's
0: i mean they always ownership. have a lot of issues it's the ownership
1: yeah y- you have you have Andy Dalton is a star quality he has, and it showed in big games because he would come up in big games. He wouldn't diminish. He would come up. But when you don't have the particulars or the parts around you to allow you when you're standing up to keep it going, and that's what I see about it. He had a great running back in Giovanni Bannone. Oh, yeah. He had a great running back. And he had a wide receiver. Yeah,
0: one. Right, right, right. But he had a badass receiver. But
1: then when you double – double-team him, and then slide a a line back into the short area. And then you take away. He disappears. Right. Where is your second and your third option? Where is your second and your third option? The reason why, and I hate New England with everything in me, but the reason why New England was was able to do the things that they were doing, it wasn't just Tom Brady. No. You had, he would go get a great receiver when he went and got uh, Randy Moss. When they went and got Randy Moss. Okay, yeah, he's number one. But they had a second and a third option plus a tight end. Oh, they always had good second they had third options. Second third I options. I mean, if
0: you look at like Amendola, yeah. Great second guy. Second And, and then, then Wes Welker, you, you, great second. And then you guy. had a tight end. Right.
1: And then you had a running back that wasn't a shifty running back. You just wanted when we need that one or two yards, get that one or two yards. Right. That's how you that's how you sustain drives. Uh, you come in at the end of the game and you need this one drive to win. That's how you able to drive down the field and do that. That's the th- Look look at what Kansas City did to us last year we up 10 we up 10 points in the second half right with a powerful defense but what happened they took Debo away from us they let Samuels get those uh uh, Emmanuel Sanders get those short those two and three yard passes but they were tackling him so they were taking us off the field and our defense was tired it was tired now it's the second half and every time you turn around it's three and out three and out three and out interception I don't care what you could have had the Bears' defense from '85. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> They're gonna get tired.
0: Right. You got to You got to give them a break.
1: And what did Mahomes have? He had a number one, number two, number three, number four, and then if you get you, you stuck all them, you got to worry about him running. Right. That's the same thing with Seattle. You you take all his options away. Now you got to worry about Russell running. Right you got to have those options, especially in today's NFL. you got to have those options.
0: And you know, and that's something that that
1: can do. You take away those other options, he can, he can still run. right? He can still run. We went into the draft. The 49ers did. They filled the spots that we had opened up. We got rid of a defensive tackle. We got one in there. We let Sanders go. We got another receiver. Okay, good. We filled in other spots afterwards. But Dallas did the same thing.
0: Well, here's the thing about Dallas, though. We didn't fill a lot of our vacancies. No, but you strengthened. But I am so excited to watch CD Lamb. That's
1: what I'm saying. You strengthened it. Now he has a number one and a number two that could flip-flop.
0: And well, really, he has a number one, a number two, and a number three because Gallup yeah, has Gallup. turned into a hell of a receiver. Yep. Yeah, Gallup. And so now – And
1: then with Zeke back there, too. Man, I hate the Cowboys.
0: The only thing is <laughs> – is we're not as strong at tight end yeah. with Witten leaving, and Witten didn't have a big season last year. You know what they should have did? What's that?
1: They should have went at the Gronk like. Oh, uh, uh,
0: <laughs> you know what? I was hoping in the background. I'd have quit. I, I wouldn't like, watch football if y'all. Dude, if we could have Gronk, if
1: y'all have got Gronk, I wouldn't watch football. That would be year.
0: badass. You know why? Because with and I love Gronk.
1: Y'all got a good defense. That, well, can, that can stand up at times. Yeah, I got a good defense that can stand up at times. But we lost but some when, players. But when you put an offense out there that with Gronk in there and what's the boy that y'all got from, Cooper. Uh, Cooper, C D Lamb now, Gallup, and Zeke. Zeke.
0: And then Zach. Zach on, can take man. off on your ass. Come on,
1: man. Come on. So
0: man. I'm excited to see what they do. Now the other thing I'm really excited about is see what McCarthy does. Is McCarthy gonna be at the helm? Or is, or is Jones. Yeah. Because I think if you let McCarthy do his thing, we could actually be good. Tell the truth. But if we have Tell the, the micromanaging that normally takes place, then I think McCarthy's probably a two year coach at most. Yeah. I think he'll get real tired of that shit.
1: I, I look at a football team falls down to their coach because in the end, you know, yeah, yeah, they're not on the field playing. That's true. But you have coaches that can dissect. Well, you got coaches that elevate a team or destroy a team. Right. Because when you look at Belichick, he does everything he can to make sure that the Patriots are ready for whoever they play. Even if it comes down to looking at the rule book and finding that loophole (laughs) and taking advantage of it. But then he gets pissed off when people use it against him. The same thing he does against him. But that's a strong coach. That's a strong coach. (laughs) I don't like Dallas, but if Jerry would step back and let McCarthy be the McCarthy that we know he can be. Right. Y'all are be y- y'all going to be a problem.
0: We could do something.
1: Y'all going to be a problem. You are.
0: I think the NFC East, I think that the Eagles are going to come back this year. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I think they've strengthened their wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm still not sold on wins.
1: Mm-mm. But what did they do? They went and found, they got them another quarterback. a like young one.
0: And isn't he like six foot seven?
1: Mm, he's tall. As they say, he's a tall drink of water. Yeah.
0: Dude, <laughs> I, I don't know who he is. I just saw his numbers and I was like, holy shit. This you dude's see old like, like every yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm still not sold on Wentz. I never have been a Wentz fan. And I mean, if you look whenever they've been super successful, it wasn't with Wentz. He was on the bench. Yeah, it wasn't with Wentz. So I, I think he's way overpaid. Yeah.
1: Because Foles was the perfect, he was the perfect fit for that system. Well, as they saw, because when he Foles came in, Foles is the ultimate backup. Yeah, but he was the perfect fit for C. I mean, a uh, Philadelphia system. Because he came in and took over, and took him, and took him all the way through. Yeah, and then he got that big contract and went down to where was it? A uh, Jacksonville? Where did he go? He went to Florida somewhere. We forgot. Yeah, and disappeared. Right. Why? Because the system wasn't wasn't made for him. So that's that. <laughs> That's the coaches. Hey, so let's, let's change notes here for a second. Mm -hmm. Where's Cam Newton at home? Is he going to get signed? He's going to get signed because he has to. But the point is, what, 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 what what mindset is going to come in there? Are you going to get the pissed, pissed off, childish? Cam Newton that you saw at the end of his time in Carolina or are you going to get the the, uh, the the superstar Cam Newton that took them to the Super Bowl was the MVP was everything because he can be
0: and you know the thing about Cam is I would think that you want to come back with the chip on your oh, you shoulder to. wanting to prove to do it right that I am oh, yeah. a superstar oh, yeah. not showing up in your grandma's scarf
1: <laughs> and worried about how you're dressing after right yeah. And you know what? See, I missed the days of Brett Favre. Brett Favre came oh. in there with some Wranglers and 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 a, and a, pla- and a, a plaid shirt on and uh, and a black eye and a black eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we we were talking about Brett Favre last night, dude. Dude, I mean, he is the ultimate gunslinger. Yeah, he wa- he didn't
1: care. he will throw five interceptions and throw thirteen touchdowns <laughs> and,
0: and win the game yes. with no time left no on time the clock. Left,
1: he didn't care.
0: Yeah, I love Jim Kelly Walter was Favre. the same way.
1: Jim yeah. Kelly didn't care how many t- uh, the interceptions. Marino. I don't care about the. I know I can win it with my arm. Just give me the ball.
0: Yeah, that was an error right there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome teams. But anyway, that's enough about football. What are
1: we giving away now, man? Oh,
0: you know what? We're going to give away one of the coveted. Uh oh. I say coveted. Coveted cigar talk poker chips 3.0 baby. we're always getting hit up for poker yep. chips so you know what i thought we're going to give one away this week good, good. and so give me just a second let me that- get on our uh randomization <laughs> tool <laughs> and, <laughs> and see who the winner is this week we haven't even looked yet
1: eat that jeopardy music right now <laughs> all
0: right subscribers Tell them how to tell them how to be a, a contestant for the All you giveaway. Do is
1: register. Go on the website, uh, and it's easy to web register. Put your uh, email address in there. Give us your name, and you register forever. You don't have to come back every week. You just register once. You're in there for every drawing going forward. Go to the website. Look for the tab, register. We don't call you. We don't keep sending you these blanketed emails, man. How many times in the last, what, six, seven, eight months have you contacted anybody? I sent
0: one out last week and that was the first one in, I think, six or seven months.
1: So look at that. It's, we're not here to badger you about anything. We're here to, you know, to know who's a part of this, the cigar talk uh, audience. We want to know who you are and we want to bless you. You know, we want to bless you with information when we get it and also with these giveaways. And like I said, once you register, you register from there there on. You don't have to come back. And this is just it's free. It's just as easy as going on and hit the tab, putting your information in there, and it's done. Boom. Done. Done. And that's all you gotta do. That's it. So here's
0: the winner of this week's poker chip. Come on. And so to claim your prize, here's the way it works. Mm-hmm. If we call your name, you have to send us an email within the subject line, Cigar Talk Winner. And then down in the body, put your name and your mailing address, and I'll get it mailed out on the following Monday. So this week's winner is Glenn Woods.
1: Glenn Woods. Yes. Two ends or one end? Uh,
0: that is two ends. <sighs> Look at you. Yeah. Hey, so if just to make sure there's not another Glenn Woods, because we don't <laughs> know who it was all in this list. Yeah. You have to have an email address that contains the numbers four two three. Okay. If that's you, you won. Congratulations to Congratulations. Glenn Woods.
1: Congratulations.
0: So let's talk about what we got coming up next week. Yes, sir. We do have the one and only Cigar Coop. Yes, sir. Coop's coming on the show. Coop. Great guy. Coop. And let me tell you something about Coop. That dude is on the one of the longest streaks of providing cigar news Ooh. of anybody I know. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for like 10 years yeah. straight. Never misses a day.
1: And the information is pertinent. Oh. It is what you want to hear, what you need to hear.
0: Yeah, I would consider him a new source yeah. for cigars. Oh yes. You know, there's a lot of different blogs or <laughs> sites that put out cigar information, but it's kind of random. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's got his shit together.
1: And that's I mean, what
0: you want. I mean, when you go to his website it's it's pristine mm-hmm. it's nice lets it's impressive
1: let you know he knows what he's talking about
0: absolutely so anyway we got coop coming on next week you're not going to want to miss that reach out and let us know what bourbons you drink yes. and like with your cigars yes. in case we missed one i'd something. love to look for something new yeah that's
1: what i saying. give us something else to try
0: yeah so anyway guys that's going to be it for this week hope you enjoyed the show until next time
1: keep smoking